Welcome to If You Know You Know Therapy with Haley Mary. Hey guys, welcome back. We are going to talk about something that us millennials have a definite difficulty with, um, or at least a lack of understanding of what it actually means. So we're going to talk a little bit about boundaries today. One of the main reasons why these are so important is often boundaries are one of the main contributors to why, or lack of boundaries, to why there's burnout, why there are strained relationships, why there's feelings of underappreciation, um, anxiety, depression, the basics, a lot of it comes down to boundaries, not just our boundaries with other people. That is a big thing that I'm also making sure that we're focusing on. It is not just me telling you, Hey, here's how to have a good boundary with your mom or your partner or your best friend or your boss. These are also boundaries with ourselves. So it's really important with these kinds of situations when we are evaluating them for a boundary need to also look inward. So first off, we ask the question of what are boundaries? Boundaries, there's a lot of ways. I'm going to probably use like three different ways to compare what a boundary is. One of the main ones that I use often is a cell wall. Let's go back to biology back in middle school. When you think about a cell wall, a cell wall is not just a fort that allows nothing in and allows nothing out. One of the reasons why a cell wall is very effective is that it allows things to come in that are helpful for the middle of the cell, the nucleus. It also allows things to be stopped at the cell wall who are not helpful and who aren't allowed into the cell. So they, it acts as just like a fort to, you know, the, the drawbridge to a castle, whatever it is you want to call it. So essentially the boundary that we need to have in our lives should be allowing healthy things into our lives and acts as a protectant from things that are not healthy as well. Okay. So it should serve two ways. A boundary should not just be, don't do this. That is automatically one of the first things I hear when I ask people, Hey, do you have a boundary? And they say, well, yeah, I tell people all the time. They're not allowed to do a, B and C. Okay. That's not a boundary. A boundary is something that is also allowing things in. Boundary is also not supposed to dictate other people. And we'll talk about that. But when looking at boundaries to protect, it is the concept. So when you are looking at a boundary, it needs to protect. It's how you as an individual can protect the boundary. It is not how other people can protect the boundary. Because once you try to step into someone else's realm of what they should be doing, you're losing. Okay. And yes, we're using this idea about a little bit of warfare here. Okay. Battle strategy. You're always going to do better if it's in your own terms. Okay. If it's in your own turf and you know, the area, you know, the terrain, you know, what you have power over having a boundary in someone else's area, someone else's personal space. That is not something that you're going to have an easy time. A controlling, which we don't want to control anything in a boundary, but having any sort of input, we're not going to have availability to do so you're really, there's no way you can keep reinforcing it for someone else, right? You can keep reminding what the boundary is, but in the, but you in the end are going to be acting as someone who is like overseeing them. And that's not really, you want to set a boundary and leave it. Okay. You don't want to have to be the continual guard for that boundary every single moment of every day. Okay. And especially as millennials, we have a really hard time not 
um, we have a lot of things that have happened that was out of our control. So one of the first things we do is we want to put things in our control as much as possible. And it seems almost the opposite by saying, well, the first thing you can do to put things in your control is realize you can't control other people and that you have nothing you can do over there, right? I'm not going to give you tips of how to make other people listen to you. That's really never going to be an option. Not in the sense that you'll never have anyone listen to you. I'm not here to be like, hey, no one will ever validate you. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying though, is you will never have the power to make it so that people have to listen to you, right? But when you start actually having more, you know, confidence in yourself, when you start feeling more at peace with what you're doing, that ends up actually leading people to listen to you more because they see that you're paying more attention to your own feelings and your own regulation rather than trying to be in charge of theirs. So it's kind of this almost opposite attract kind of thing. But going back to boundaries, the minute we realize that we are trying to go into someone else's realm and dictate what needs to happen, we're losing. Even in situations of safety, you can really only dictate your realm. You can tell someone that what they're doing is inappropriate, but the boundary that you then set is you say it's inappropriate and you say, therefore, I will go leave and go this way if you continue to act that way. Okay. It's not, you will have to do A, B, and C, right? That's not a boundary. That's something different. But also let's go back to that point. Boundaries, they can't just be things that keep things away from you. Okay. If that's the, if that's the point of a boundary for you, you're going to realize you are running on empty. You're going to realize that you don't have anything to really sustain you. I think that's the big problem, especially when us in our time, we get to this age where we're like, I need to make a good boundary. I need to do this to reinforce this. And I need to have more separation here. That's great. And then we realize there's nothing there that now is nurturing us because we've taken out the unhealthy, which is great, but it served a purpose. It was holding a space. All right. We then need to make sure that we have things that are helping and enrich our lives. All right. We can't just get rid of all the negative friends and then realize nothing's there. I've had a couple friend um, group dynamic changes over the years and just kicking out the friends and not just kicking them out, but just realizing I need to separate myself from people who are unhealthy. That's not going to help sustain me because in the end, I'm just going to go back to those friends if I have nothing else there, right? So part of my boundaries, how do I go find the people who are also respecting the boundaries I have and have the same values? right? We'll go over values as well, but you need to be enriching. Okay. You need to be able to look into this and say, all right, it's not the fact that we're clearing things out and we now need to have this beautiful empty room, but what are we going to put in it? What's the idea? What's the goal? And so we need to have something in, in uh, mind for that. And so one of the first steps back to values, like I'm saying, Boundaries are first made by identifying core values that you're trying to protect. Those nucleus parts of that cell, there's something that is like the powerhouse. It's the thing that's being protected, right? You need to have something that is the reason for the boundary to be there. And values are a big step. Now we'll go over a little bit more about like, you know, why there's been a big shift in religious thinking in the last, you know, decade or so, or why millennials are having a really, you know, that's a really heavy topic. But one of the things that religions, organizations, just, you know, groups of people who have like-minded ideals, 
they share values. Okay. So they, they teach values, right? In Christianity, you teach things about like honesty and you teach things about faith and you teach things, you know, in all these different things. And I mean, to be fair, that's most religions in general, um, not just Christianity, but you know, that's one that they're especially pushing, right? You look at all their history, they're pushing those values on other people in a lot of different ways. Um, not pushing those values, but I'm thinking like crusades, thinking about missionaries, things like that. Like those are the things that they are really telling people that would benefit them. All right. Um, and so we can take values from organizations or groups that we're a part of or are familiar with, but in the end, we really need to decide for ourselves, what are the values that speak to us? Okay. What are the things that for us, you know, are, are ones that we can look at and say, you know what, I truly feel that this is a core principle that I, you know, I admire, I identify with. And so values can be a lot of different things. My favorite thing is if you were to go Google James Clare, he wrote Atomic Habits, love the book, really great thing. If you want to learn habit things and it's pretty short, which I love too. Um, but if you were to Google James Clear core values on his site, he has a great list of core values there. All right. Um, is very diverse. It's a lot of just, it's, it's a lot of different values in a list. That's like about a hundred or so values. I forget, but one of the activities I would say, if you're trying to identify what your values are, I want you to go onto a list like that, or you can just Google core value list, whatever it is. But I liked his, it's just very streamlined go through the list and check off each value that appeals to you. Now, the goal is not that we are going to create boundaries with all 50 things that appeal to you. Our goal is to get the values down to three distinct main values. So for me, what I've noticed is when I've worked with people, a lot of people say, well, I have so many values. I can't get it down to three. What I've noticed though, is that people tend to have three core values and any other values they've checked off that list actually fall and support those other values. For some people about, there's there's a value of transparency, there's a value of honesty, authenticity, okay? You might realize that transparency and honesty are pretty similar, but transparency is another level of honesty. So for you, your core value might be honesty, and transparency is one of those things that are the characteristics that support that one value of honesty, okay? I'm not saying that transparency isn't a good value, but if I understand it as being a support to honesty, then I'm probably going to put honesty as my main value. For other people, their spirituality and faith are two different values that are listed on the list, but, or organized religion, but you might look at it and say, you know what, when I really look at it, if I were to put it in, you know, some sort of a table, or if I were to put it in some sort of like a chain, I would say that faith is my core value and spirituality and religion actually fall under faith as supporting that main value of faith. So same thing with any of the values. If you have more than three look at them and say, do any of these actually fit together? And then from there say, okay, now that I know that this one and this one kind of fit in the same realm, does one of them actually support the other one as like the other one being the main value? And this one is one of the supporting factors to it. Okay. So double check that, look at that and see what's going on. When you are going through a faith transition, 
all right, which is a huge topic with millennials, especially in Utah. Okay. That's where I'm out of. I get questions about that a lot. I work with a lot of people through that. When you are going through a faith transition, we sometimes are feeling that we need to just start all over again with values because the ones we were taught no longer appeal to us because of the organization it came from. What I will say is this, don't throw everything out yet. And that's not to be like, stay in the church, stay in the religion, stay a believer. You know, that's, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying though, is there's a reason a lot of these values appealed to you at that time. It's not just because it was taught through a religious setting. Those values might appeal to you because personality wise, you just connect with them more. Okay. So being aware of the values is such an important thing. When we go through a religious change, when we go through an organizational change, um, I knew families that were very into Boy Scouts of America or Scouting of America and things like that. And then with a lot of the scandal stuff that came up, they all of a sudden realized they no longer could identify with them. And then they just broke away from that organization. But they were trying to make sense of what, what do I really believe in now? Not that it was like a religious standpoint, but you know, the Boy Scouts of America have a lot of values that they talk about. Right. And so with a lot of them, I had a couple people that I talked to with that. They're like, you know, what? I still believe those values. I don't know if that organization embodies those values for me anymore, but I still believe in that. So first thing you need to do is identify what those values are. Um, I'm probably going to use examples a lot about respect, honesty, humor, authenticity. Those are the four that for me, I often find, I often find easier to use as examples because people can relate to them pretty well. But also just for me, I have a lot of experience with those four values. So you take each one of those values and you go through a process process with each one. All right. So this is a different mindset. When you are coming into this idea and saying, I'm making a boundary, you're often thinking about all of the issues that are in front of you that you need to make a boundary, we're asking you to go an opposite approach of saying, actually push those aside for a moment, look at your values. And for each value, you're going to make a boundary to how to support that. In the end, it's going to help do what you're looking for. But instead of making it just about those situations, you're making broad values of areas so that way you can apply them to multiple situations. Okay. So come with your ideas of what things you want boundaries for, but then Write them down if you want. If you're worried you're going to forget about them, you're worried you're not going to make a big um, change with them, write them down and put them aside and then do this with what you're doing. So each one of those values, once you've gotten it down to three, you want to determine how you need this to feel protected. So if you aren't feeling respect is happening in your life, you could identify needing to protect the value more. All right. You're saying, you know what? I'm surrounded by people. <laughs> I'm surrounded by idiots. No. I'm surrounded by people who don't respect my thoughts. They don't respect my opinions. So I need a boundary to help be able to protect that. So for protection, you identify the area that needs protecting. You identify the situations and people who don't support that value. Okay. So if you're looking at it again with respect, who doesn't support that value of respect in my life right now? What situations do I continually find myself in where respect isn't being granted? Then you create a boundary in the context of your own actions. For example, I have friends in this situation who do not respect me and my opinions, and they do it in an unhealthy and hurtful way. Okay. So in a situation, was around someone 
who I was sharing an opinion, they automatically shut it down and said, you're completely wrong. And how dare you say that? And when I asked them about that, they continued to say how wrong and unknowledgeable I was about the situation. This was a topic that I was very secure in. It's something that I learned a lot about, but they were saying, no, you're wrong. But they were doing it in a really disrespectful way, not in a way of like, hey, Haley, I think you're off, right? It was in a way of, nope, I don't, I don't see why you would think that you're wrong. I, you're mm-mm, no. So if my opinions are being held, you know, and treated in an unhealthy and hurtful way, the boundary would be that due to them not being able to be respectful, I'm choosing to separate myself from them. Okay. I'm not looking at them and saying, you have to do this, this, and this for penance. And then you can be part of my boundary again. I'm looking at it and saying, you know what, if you make that decision to be that way, I'm going to go over here. I can't willingly give my opinion in this situation or be part of this conversation with you if you're going to continue to belittle my feelings and also do it in a way that's hurtful. There's one way to say like, you know, Haley, I don't agree with you. I am fine with people not agreeing with me. All right. Does it hurt sometimes? Yes, because that's just a human response. But in the end, if they're doing it in a way that's, I, I know that they, in the end, respect me, that's fine. Right. But if they're doing it in a way where they are belittling who I am, belittling my ideals, my, my values, then I don't feel safe there. And in the end, boundaries are about establishing safety. Right. So I'm choosing to go. So my boundary would be for myself. I don't surround myself with people or have people within my circle. Glennon Doyle calls it her island. I love untamed. She has a great example with that about boundaries. So another example of where you can find that if you read that. But I am, they're coming onto my island when they're having interactions with me. Okay. If they aren't being respectful, I'm not making ways they can stay on the island. I'm saying, hey, you can't be here right now, right? So I'm going to be on my island. You, I'm not going to let you on my island right now just because of how things are going, all right? We have the most power within our range of action, okay? The more we go outside of our own reach, the less power we have in making change. Because again, we can't be with that person every moment of every day to make sure they listen to our boundary. But we can be available when they are in our realm and we say, Hey, you can be here because you've been great. You've been respectful. You have your moments, but you know what? In the end, you're coming forward and you're trying to be like a kind person. Okay. If they can't be that, I'm not going to, you know, let them onto the island and tell them they're welcome to be around me when they're not able to respect. And that's with that value. The same thing can happen with any of the values. The other part with each value, when you're sitting down, you determine how you want it to grow more. So for example, if you're using respect as the value again, you may feel you want more out of your life. So you're going to go find people and find ways to get more of it. Okay. So you got to identify the ways you want to grow. How do I want to grow this value? It speaks to me. It's, I identify with it as being a main value, but I don't know if I've grown it as much as I would like to. So I want to identify ways that I want to support myself more with those core values, with that core value specifically. And I want to create a boundary of how I'm going to grow that. So again, with respect, I will find more people who are respectful. And when I have free time, I'm going to choose to be with those people rather than others, right? I'm going to try to be around them more. I'm going to learn more what it means to respect myself. I'm going to look at my own language and I'm going to say, you know what? I have a boundary with myself about how I'm respecting myself, right? Am I doing it? 
great. If I'm not doing it, these are my boundaries of what's unacceptable behavior as far as finding respect within myself. But these are also my boundaries of, you know, if I want to respect myself, I'm probably going to maybe learn more about self-care. I'm probably going to learn more about like having positive thinking. I'm probably going to learn more about working through some negative thoughts about self. So I'm going to grow that more. So my favorite quote in the end is when you're making all these things, Henry Cloud wrote this great quote of boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership. Knowing where I am to own and make responsibilities gives me freedom. Taking responsibility for my life opens up many different options. Boundaries help us keep the good in and the bad out. I love that idea. Where do I end? Where does someone else have the responsibility? One of the things to remember, especially within millennials, is that you can have a boundary for pretty much everything, but we try to keep it simple for a reason. If you remember just any school organization or anything like that, when there are a million rules, when you're even playing a board game, if there's one of those, there's some of those games that have so many rules that many people just have a really hard time learning it in the beginning because they have so many things that they have to keep in mind. We want to keep them simple. We want boundaries to be something that's just an innate thing that we do. We don't want it to be something that we feel like we have to overcompensate for trying to, you know, take out more time in our life to do it. Because often a lot of people don't put boundaries up because they don't have time. They look at it and they're like, I would have overhaul so many things. I'd have to take people out of my life. I don't know if I can do that right now. So we need to pause that thinking and we need to just look at it more in the sense of what is within my power and what can I do to kind of work through it. If you have any additional questions about boundaries, let me know. I'd love to get into more specifics if anything comes up with that. Hey guys. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review. You can find me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and on social media, Instagram at Haley the Therapist. Or if you know, you know therapy, I-Y-K-Y-K therapy on Instagram or Facebook. Love to hear from you.